Welcome to the Single in the Suburbs podcast. Grab a drink and join us as we talk about the good, the bad, and the WTF of modern singlehood. I'm Caitlin. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Sarah. Cheers, Cheers, ladies. Welcome back to Single in the Suburbs podcast. This week we have a very special guest with us, Miss Rachel. Tell us about yourself. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be your first guest. We're excited to have you. Yeah, this is cool. So I live in Denver. What else do you want to know about me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm freezing uh, up. Social security we... number, you know, just the basics. It's fine. Blood type. Yeah, exactly. Um, body count. No. <laughs> Keep that that's, one to yourself. That's a different podcast. <laughs> no, well, um, so... Elizabeth and Rachel have some uh, background. They've been friends forever. You guys want to tell us about that? Um, We met pretty much in diapers. Our families were friends. Um, And then over the years, our friendship grew and we went to school together. And um, we've stayed close over the years since she's moved to Colorado. Um, I'm the godparent of her children. She is the godmother of my babies and a good one at that. And um, yeah, we've gone from you know, making purple Play-Doh in your mom's kitchen to <laughs> having a happy hour on a podcast. Amazing. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here, Rachel. Me too. Yeah. So, Yay. Rachel, what do you do? What is your job? I run a public policy nonprofit. Uh, so I do a lot of work with the state legislature. I read bills for a living which I think is a lot of fun. Not a lot of people do. That's impressive. (laughs) Read bills to pay the bills. That's right. That's a good one. (laughs) Well, a little bit about how we met Rachel. So Caitlin and I, we came into the picture, obviously much later than diapers. (laughs) Yeah, Um, Yeah, they've heard how we met. (laughs) (laughs) So Elizabeth obviously introduced us. um, But there's a little bit of a backstory before we get into that. So it really started with Elizabeth having a special get together with a friend at Stonehouse. Yes. And I feel like maybe we should... um have a drink to talk about this, yeah. as we always do. <laughs> yeah. So our drink today um, is just a rosé. I shouldn't say just a, but it's... It sparkles. <laughs> Sparkling. <laughs> but it definitely has to do with how we ended up... Um, how they ended up meeting Rachel is it started with a rosé all day. So before we get into it, if you want to mix yourself a drink or pour yourself a rosé, you can pull up a seat and join us as we discuss the trouble with setups. With yes. a little bit of a backstory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I set you guys up you, with my friend you, Rachel. You did. Yeah, that was we a all, successful one. Yeah, yeah. We all met. You so, also hooked us up with a, an experience that we will take with us forever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Some good things come out of being a flirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the backstory here is that one of my good friends from work and I, actually a couple of my good friends from work and I, had um, gone to a rosé all day event, and um, there was you know several different wineries represented, and one of them happened to be represented by the gentleman who um, owned the winery, and. Um, you know, we kind of made eyes at each other. I don't know. I a lot of rosé. I was pretty friendly, and uh, <laughs> he gave me his business card. You know, um, I guess that was an organic meetup. Wow! Yeah, uh, congratulations to me on that one. So, anyways, he's a much older gentleman. I should add, um, did look really good for his age, but that was uh, different for me. 
He was preserved in the amount of wine <laughs> that he consumes. <laughs> I think I think that's true, Caitlin. So, um, and he was physically fit for yeah. an older gentleman, I should say. Um, so, anyways, I ended up going to dinner um, with him while, when he was in the area um, because his winery is up north in Paso, which so many wineries are, right? And um, we kind of became friends, and he invited me up to the winery, and I, of course, told you guys, like, what do you think? I don't want to go and get murdered. (laughs) (laughs) I did not think going alone was a good idea, and I certainly wasn't ready for alone time with this gentleman. So um, making it an adventure was way more fun. So uh, we decided to plan a girls' trip, and Rachel flew out from Colorado, and we went up to Paso on this wine tasting trip. So you guys can tell. Well, and somehow we also threw in the beautiful art installation and Paso Oh, Robles. yes. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, Sen- Sensario? Yeah. I, I'm not sure. I think it was just something we thought would yeah, be cool we probably to saw see. And, and we yeah. bought the t- And it, it was, was amazing. beautiful. It mm-hmm. was really cool. Yeah. It was but cold. I, <laughs> it was really it was. cold. I, I forgot, forgot about, about that. that. We had to wait in line to get in and we're blowing in the wind. Then we went and sat in the car because it was so cold to wait. But it was a cool event. Um, I just remember having never met you two before, Caitlin and Sarah, you know, we all didn't know what we were in for, right? And, and we were sharing a, a room yes. together. Oh, we were all right. sleeping in one yeah. quite a, a hotel room together. Yeah. <laughs> I'm introducing you to my friend and we're all going to sleep together. <laughs> <laughs> but we just all, we clicked so quickly. I yeah. think that's a rare and special thing. And it really is cool. I, I remember we stopped partway for a snack and to refuel the car. And I, even at that point, I thought, these women are amazing, and I, we'd already covered so many deep topics and had a lot of laughs already, and yeah. it, we were fast friends. And I, this is a podcast about dating and trying to find a romantic partner, but I think a lot of people, especially as we get older, have some challenges finding friends, too. Absolutely. And so that was it's true. That's been, that was really amazing that we clicked, Sweet. and we feel like such good friends, even though because of the distance between us, we don't yeah. get to see each other a ton. Yeah, and I loved personally, of course, having my – um, home, you know, besties meet my lifelong bestie. And it was fun to see us all click. And um, while we were out there, um, besides visiting this gentleman's winery, um, we, you know, did some local things. We went and did that wine tasting at that one little shop and had a very entertaining. <laughs> oh, I feel like right. she was great. Yeah, I was going to say Sarah needs to elaborate on that. I mean, her outfit, like everything. She was I, next level. Yeah, and, it was <laughs> next level, kind of hippie-ish. Um, but some of the ways that she was describing the wines, it was so interesting. <laughs> so, she, you know, she would pour us a taste, you know, and she's like, and this one has a barnyard finish. And we're sitting and there we're like, pretending we know what that means. We're like, oh, oh, uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. oh we're absolutely. We're wine yes. <laughs> I was, I thought she made that up. I thought well, um, yeah. a barnyard I, finish sounds well, like a what bad What does date. that even mean? Well, I, I figured we had misheard because I remember, Rachel, you were like, did she see Seriously, just say that. And I was like, no. Or maybe she's feeding us a line. Like she thinks we've had enough tastings yeah. that now she can just say whatever she wants. Like it's a game they play, right? You I know, think this I one would has, do that. Oh, it's oh, yeah. to be. Sarah I would just totally would do that. Yeah, but yeah. random adjectives. Yeah, yes, but we had to go confirm with another winery. Like, is that a real term? And apparently, it is. Yeah, that at, at the other wine tasting we did, I think we asked yeah. about it. We might have even asked um, my gentleman friend about it. But uh, yeah, so we ended up though, um, it was actually a cool time. Like he hosted us at the winery with uh, some really good food. He gave us Mm -hmm. like a tour. 
um, a personal tour, shall we say. Um, then, you know, we all jumped in his pool with our clothes on. <laughs> it was a great day. And it honestly, was he was an excellent host. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was. Really, and the he... food was good there. It was really good. Yeah, no, he was and so, so was welcoming. Wine. He brought his chef out. They had us try all this different food. And yeah. I don't know, from start to finish, it was a really great time. He was quite the gentleman. Mm-hmm. Was, um, yeah, you know, trip. Yeah, it really was. So, Well, I feel like the only problem with it is that he's ruined my experience of wineries forever because if it's not that right I yeah. don't know that I want it you know yeah. it was like the the best of everything the best wines came out the best food came out all of it was comped mm-hmm. you know he, the personal attention yeah yes. the personal attention the, the driving around high. getting yeah getting all sorts of tours yeah he and even gave he, us like a tour of his house and yep. yeah, how he had, that built, he had it. built it it yes. was pretty cool and he gave you guys a discount on wine yep. um, mm-hmm. he did yep. give me some free wine which I think you know I probably yeah. earned um, <laughs> but um, yeah it was it was a so that in a nutshell, was, um, you know, a perk of me putting myself out there, I suppose. Um, clearly, nothing ever came of anything there. Um, but I, but I it remember. still was a great it experience. Yeah, and great. that was all really stemming from the fact that you put yourself out there. Yes. You went out with friends, had a yep. nice day, and you met some fun people. Yeah. And fun it, person. Yeah, it was fun, too, to um, – I remember telling Rachel on the phone before she came out, I'm like, oh, I don't know, you know, and and she's kind of like, oh, yeah, I think we should do it. Reserve, <laughs> reserve judgment until we've made the trip. <laughs> yes, we need exactly. to see him yeah. in, in his natural environment, and, and it's definitely a we thing. We all need to go assess yeah, him it, uh, yeah. as good friends. It's true. <laughs> Protection, all those things. Yeah. Well, before we move on from the Rosé all day, though, I think that um, Sarah and I have to uh, – Call you out, a, yeah. I call you out a little bit about <laughs> it. Was so fantastic. we weren't, yeah, we weren't there for the rose all day, but we did get to see the aftermath in, of in, Elizabeth at Melrose post, Place hot yeah, tub. Yeah, post <laughs> um, rose all daying, <laughs> and I, she was so happy. Yes, I was um, very floating cheerful. Ar- floating around the hot tub, and she kept <laughs> ri- wiping her eyes, you know, getting the, the condensation off of them, but she didn't realize she's, you know pouring <laughs> mascara down her face and we'd kind of tell her and she'd just make it worse and it was just so, so funny and I'm the kind of friend I'm supportive yeah, so what, not, is it, what is it you said this weekend women helping women or something <laughs> by girl the way code. there's some oh, girl, girl code, code. It, there's always girl code so we made sure to let her know but at the same time, I made sure to take lots of pictures. <laughs> Blackmail. And let's just say the next day when I was um, less happy, <laughs> um, she sent me those pictures. And I was like, oh, my God. And was that the start of us sending each other yes. pictures? So yeah, Elizabeth and I a have. Tradition. Yeah, we have this thing where we will <laughs> catch each other in the. In a special moment. In a special moment. Like there's this one where. I'm in the car. We're like on a way. On the, was it to Vegas or yeah, something? Yeah, for the I, chair comp. And yes. And I look like I'm having a stroke. She I mean, does. <laughs> Her face is drooping half side. <laughs> and so we'll be She's randomly. She's beautiful, by the way, you guys. She's gorgeous. <laughs> but we'll randomly be talking about something, you know, texting. And all of a sudden, she'll just randomly drop it into our conversation. These <laughs> pictures. So we terrorize each other a little bit with with these um, traumatic pictures that yeah, we take of each other. They've already threatened to post it on the Singles and in the Suburbs podcast. Yeah, stuff. so you'll You'll have to to like and follow so that you can see this. (laughs) See see if the the blackmail happens or not. But um, so this is how you guys met my bestie, Rachel. And now um, with Rachel as our guest on the show today, um, we want to talk to you a little bit about your single in the Denver suburbs (laughs) life. 
Yeah. So what's it like over in Colorado? What would be your dating experience? Well, I don't have much dating experience, and we can talk about that. Um, but I'm told that Denver has the best single men in the country. Someone Ooh. told me this, and I was like, oh, well, that's great, because I only moved there recently. And so I looked this up, and sure enough, there was some news article that said um, Denver – the Denver Gazette reports Denver has the best single men on Tinder in the country. I'm, I'm not on Tinder, so maybe that's the problem. <laughs> I feel like she needs to open an account and take one for the team here and see if it's accurate. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that, you know, friends of mine are certainly on all the apps and they'll come show me sometimes mm. what their options are and You're where think, all these amazing the single be men wrong? are. Yeah. <laughs> we got we've we need to check the reporting here, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for them to be falling out of the trees or whatever's supposed to be happening. It's not happening. That's so funny. Yeah. So does this mean you don't use dating apps, Rachel? Uh, no, I'm not on any dating apps. I have never been on any dating apps. Never. Never. No. Wow. That's a rarity for a single woman, I think. I mean, even in a moment of desperation, even though I'll go off of them, I'll still go on to So see. you're not on anything. Not Facebook dating. Not <laughs> she doesn't anything. even do the Craigslist. <laughs> no, um, as one of my 32-year-old um, colleagues told me, it's not online dating, Rachel. It's just dating. That's how it's done now. Oh. <laughs> That's kind of mortifying to hear. It's yeah. kind of disappointing like to hear. <laughs> um, so what are your reasonings? What's your reason? Well, I think there's some good reasons and there's some bad reasons uh, in you know, no particular order. My friends who were on the apps aren't having any better luck than people who are trying to do it the old-fashioned way <laughs> that I know. Um I find it kind of intimidating to have to put all your personal information out there and be well, so you could upfront just and make it so up many like of them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> As we previously discussed, uh, a friend has offered to do it for me, and I think that pro that probably would be the best idea. You just do it, and then I'll just dive in. Um, I agree, though. For me. It is hard. Like there's been a couple times where I've wanted to set up a profile with like Hinge or maybe one of these other ones, you know, off of mm -hmm. Craigslist dating. <laughs> but, you know, it's just like it starts asking all these questions and all that, you know, describe yourself. Talk. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. It's like a job interview. It, like, mm -hmm. oh, yes. I yeah. just sell myself. And that's very Except uncomfortable, for especially case, for women. Yes. Yeah, you want to sell yourself as like I want you to want to. See, sleep with me later. Yeah. So it's not like it's a job interview, but it's also like got this added flirtation pressure, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and um, my last relationship, um, I told you I work in, in a political environment. And um, before I moved to Denver, I lived in a smaller town and had a position of some prominence in the community. And I was dating an elected official. So it was a very public relationship yeah. and it received a lot of scrutiny. A lot of people in the town really thought that it was their business Ooh. and had opinions and thought that there were professional conflicts of interest and it was tough. And so I think maybe that's a little part of why I shy, shy away yeah, from yeah. it too. Sure. That, that makes sense. That publicly putting it out there. And also one day one of my coworkers came to me and she was showing she was showing a group of us what she got on match.com. And one of our county commissioners came up, and we were all like, oh. And then, of course, we were like, let's see what he says about himself. And yeah. You know, just <laughs> oh, he came up. I thought you meant he walked into the room or no, something. He was he on was the, the match. Oh, wow. my. And so the fact that, you know, she's coming in and like, you guys, look at this. Check it out. It's That's our true. county commissioner. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of. That could be you. You don't exactly. want to be that person. Yeah. 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 I get so, it. 
you know, that's not a great reason, but it is a reason, I guess. I'm not, I feel a little fatalistic right now, too, that there's somebody out there that I would find mm-hmm. in some app that would meet my high standards. Yeah. And, it's okay to have high standards. No shame in that game. And, you know, Caitlin, you had said on um, one of the previous episodes that you sometimes feel like um, as a parent, you've you've got your job, you've got to be a parent. And so when you have a few free nights in a week or a free night in a week, is that really how you want to spend right. your time? You know, gambling on spending your evening with somebody who odds are probably is not, it's not yeah. going to end well, right? Right. I feel that way as without being a parent. Right. I, I have a demanding job. There's a lot of things that happen in the evenings, events or, you know, networking things and or just long hours sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so I feel that way too. Like, I don't know that that's how I want to spend a couple of free evenings. Maybe I just want to go home and Yeah, you have the gar- – yeah, exactly. You have the guarantee of like I know that I can – have a, a cheap night in with a book that I like or a show that I like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm going to enjoy myself. Or I'm gambling on, you know, maybe meeting somebody that strikes my fancy, but I know what I will actually get from that 100% is, is the effort and energy it takes to, <laughs> to expend to get ready for that, yeah. as well as it's going to be some level of awkwardness, you know, even yeah. if it's, it's, it's a good thing. A new, yeah. yeah. So it's hard to sort of motivate yourself to, yeah. to rise to the occasion when you know you have a guaranteed good payoff by yourself. Right. <laughs> well, and if I'm not optimistic that I'm actually going to find someone, you know, that's probably a pretty pessimistic view of it. But again, I've heard enough horror stories to think yeah. that maybe it's not pessimism, it's realism. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I I have a good life. There's a lot of things that I enjoy about yeah. being single. And I even think about all the women through history who would probably kill to be able to live life like we get to, where we do support ourselves and we get to do what we want with our time Mm -hmm. and we get to pursue hobbies and so forth. And, you know, I don't feel lonely. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a lot of good friends and fun activities that I do. And Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Like, I mean, there are definitely times where it would be nice to have a partner, somebody to do things with, live life with. But there are so many positive aspects of being single. Yeah. And I know we talk a lot about dating and trying to find that person, but there are definitely things that we could focus on that is the upside of being mm-hmm. single. Um, but jumping back to dating, I was curious, circling back around, um, what do you do since you don't <laughs> do online dating? How are you meeting people? Are you just like going out on a Friday night? And like, what, what, what do you do to meet people? Yeah. Well, I meet a lot of new people through my work. And that's something I enjoy. I'm an extrovert. I love people. And so I've I've hoped that I could meet someone organically and maybe even get to know them a little bit first before going out on mm-hmm. that first date. But um, you're never supposed to fish off the company pier. <laughs> <laughs> well, Although I haven't ma- always followed that rule. Yeah, neither have I. <laughs> um, I did buy uh, – a friend of mine organizes a group that gets – season tickets to um, a soccer team that plays in Colorado and everybody's in the same section and there's food and beverage. And so um, the tickets weren't cheap, but I I bought into that because I thought this is going to be an investment in my social life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can either, I can take different people with me to the game or even if I go by myself because it's a group of people that yeah. I know and we all have certain people in common, um, then I 
I can just go by myself and have a built-in social environment there. I and love she, that idea. It's yeah. great. She throws um, a kickoff party or she organizes a kickoff oh, party fun. because not everybody has the full season. She'll find you a seat buddy and, you know, you split the season or whatever. So you might not come across all those people coming and going to the games. So she throws the kickoff party. So everybody meets at the beginning of the season yeah. and she throws an end of season party. And so it's that's such a fun idea. Really fun. Really. Yeah. It's kind of like when I um, joined the softball team that I'm on. I mean, yeah. of course, I haven't like met the love of my life playing on a um, co-ed softball team or anything like that. But I it was the same kind of thing. I felt like it was a way for me to get out and meet new people and make some friendships mm-hmm. um, and, you know, well, and especially for me, not having kids, living literally alone, um, and I i think I mentioned I'm an extrovert. I like people. Yeah. It's like I got to get myself out of the house sometimes mm-hmm. as much as I do now enjoy some evenings at home because I'm very busy. It's nice to get at, just have some plans like that that I can count on where I'm going to be talking to people. Yeah. Well, we recently – actually, over Christmas, um, a patient uh, gave me and my family – some tickets to go see a hockey game. And so it was really fun. Actually, Elizabeth ended up joining us. Um, and there were all these season pass holders that would come. Yeah. And, you know, you could tell they were doing similar to what you do, you know, where they come together, they've all, you know, they pregame. It's a lot of fun. I was, was I was thinking that that would be... That re- was a really fun night. That was a fun game. Uh, too. I think it's a you, you you end up you're cheering for the team and you end up kind of talking to people around you. And those were amazing seats. That oh was a gosh. generous gift. Yes, that was really cool. It's a built in conversation starter too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, with people you haven't met. And then the other thing that I'm always hoping is that someone will set me up some friend or colleague yeah. who knows me and knows someone in their social or professional circle that is single um, would would make a connection for me. And then it's someone that's vouched for. Right. And right. in theory, the <laughs> well, person. The vouching could be questionable, I guess. Well, yes, I've, <laughs> I have learned that the hard way. Yeah, I was going to say, how's that going? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's like anything else, you know, like Sarah hoping that, you know, she's going to meet the cute guy at the Christmas tree farm. You know, we're, we're all hoping that, <laughs> or you know. Or that the new neighbor that was moving upstairs would have been a hot. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Exactly. You know, we're being disappointed on a lot of levels. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think that's the whole thing. There, In theory, it sounds great. And I think we would all prefer that, you know, to meet somebody that has kind of been um, already vetted by somebody that we like. But I think what ends up happening some of the times is that you realize what your friend actually thinks of you by who they <laughs> set you up with. And you're like, oh, you think yeah. that that's a good match for yeah. me. I, I've discovered in the in the couple times it's happened to me, which has actually been really rare for the amount of years I, I've been single, that um, there's a couple of my friends that must think I'm really unattractive. <laughs> As they, uh, or desperate. <laughs> true maybe we are not them for the record (laughs) yeah yeah they you yeah you guys haven't tried to set me up with anything it's because we're too busy trying to find our own (laughs) (laughs) tend to your own I mean I had a good setup I would say I mean it didn't work out but I made a friend through it so that was good and at least this person was of decent quality so I mean decent that doesn't sound very nice but no we got (laughs) along but not not in that way you know so we became friends but it was a thoughtful gesture. You know, I felt like at least the person had put some thought into who they were setting me up with. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes yeah. I feel like anytime 
oh, you're single, she's right, single. Right. Okay, hey, you guys should meet. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 right. <laughs> no. Yeah. So that's not always the the way to go. But um, Rachel, so what? I'm, I'm curious, like how it's gone for you with your setups. Were they good? Were they bad? Yeah. Do you have a uh, cocktail of the week for us? Uh, I do. With, with your experience in this way? Yes. So we're calling the cocktail the setup. All right. And um, it's delicious, especially in summer, very refreshing. Um, so it's gin and basil simple syrup and lime and a little bit of club soda to lighten it up and give it a little fizz. That and when that... Uh, the basil and the lime really complement each other and go together well. So, as you hence would the hope, name. Yes. <laughs> as you would hope would happen in your setups that you yes. would complement each other and go together well. But uh, I think I've been set up four times and none of them has resulted in much of anything. So tell us those cocktails. All right. So um, I think the first one was a colleague of mine, and I didn't realize it was a setup at first. So she asked me, <laughs> she asked me if I would help her colleague with something he needed. You know, I had a connection and he needed to meet some people or something. And so we went to lunch and we had nice conversation and he was very attractive. He clearly spent time in the gym mm -hmm. um, and was very attentive. And, um, and then I don't know how I started to get the idea that it was a setup. And so I called her and said, was that more than just you wanted me to help him with some business stuff. And she said, yeah, I think you two would, I thought you two would hit it off and that you would enjoy each other's company. And so we were emailing as a follow-up and he told me that he played hockey and he played hockey at the local college um, ice arena with his team. And um, this particular college is not a football school. It's a hockey school. Oh. So they must be good. I don't think the college just lets anybody go play their recreational league on the ice. So I happen to have a pair of tickets to a hockey game. And um, Elizabeth, you know, talks a lot about, hey, you got to put yourself out there if you expect anything to <laughs> happen. Because it goes so well for me. <laughs> so I thought, okay, I'm going to take her advice. I'm, I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to go out on a limb. So I emailed him and said, well, how do you feel about watching other people play? hockey at this ice arena. I've got a couple of tickets. And he, he said, oh, that's the, the company Christmas party that night. It's like, oh, okay. And that was it. And then he writes back in a, a separate email and says, well, why don't we get a drink? Which someone told me later is how it's done now. So you ask <laughs> yeah, someone out yeah. for a drink and then if it's not going well, you can bail quickly and easily. And if it is going well, then you you could and never talk to dinner. them again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jump ship. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's the spoiler on this one. So we we had the drink and it turned into dinner and it was great conversation. He was very attentive. Like at one point he noticed that I'd finished my drink and he said, would you like another? And he flagged down the waiter. They knew him at the restaurant and clearly thought highly of him. He'd done some work on the um, the development or something. And at the end of the, the night, um, you know, he gave me a hug and said he'd had a great time. And so the next morning, of course, I'm asking my coworkers, okay, now what do I do? <laughs> and they said, well, why don't you just text him and say thanks again for, um, you know, a nice dinner. He he paid the bill. And so Which I did that. Is, yeah, America. that's impressive oh in and of itself. Mm -hmm. So I I did. And, and he wrote back and said, oh, yeah, that, that was a great time. Let's do it again soon. And then I never heard from him again. <laughs> And when I talked to my friend later and said, like, well, what was that? I thought I thought things were going well. There were all these signs that he was enjoying himself. And she said, oh, you know, I'm not sure he was ready to date after his divorce. 
It's like, well, then why did you <laughs> set me up with this guy? <laughs> because some of our friends want to set us up for failure, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and then I had a, another one that came about sort of through that soccer connection that I mentioned. Um, three different friends wanted to set me up with, with this guy. And they said, oh, he um, he runs a nonprofit organization in town. So, okay. What we a winky dink. Yeah. We know he's gainfully employed and does something similar. And um, he likes to travel. Well, so do I. Uh, he speaks a couple of languages. He's a good dresser. He's outdoorsy, but not obsessively so. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. This was their description of him? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily what you saw? <laughs> well, he was at the soccer. Well, so I looked him up online, as one does, oh. and found some pictures. And like you said, Elizabeth, I, I didn't think he was attractive. And I thought, oh, this is this is the level of attractiveness that my friends think that yes. is equal to me. Yeah. Just a little blow to my ego there. <laughs> <laughs> so he happened to be at the next soccer game that we were all at. And and so I was chatting with him. I said, are you, you know, so-and-so? And he said, yeah, and we're talking. And he like grabs on to my upper arm the whole time we're talking. It was weird that and kind so of weird. uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't want anyone to touch my upper arm. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I mentioned this to um, to one of the friends, and I said, "Oh, oh!" And then, we, sorry, when we were walking out, we happened to walk out of the stadium at the same time, and he put his hand on the small of my back and just left it there for an uncomfortably long period of time. Very yeah. interesting for someone you just kind of introduced yourself to. Uh-huh. Really, very interesting. So I mentioned this to one of the friends, and um, she said, "Oh, yeah, I've heard that before. That he's handsy." Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. This is one of the friends that was recommending. Yeah. That you meet. Oh, yeah. I heard he was handsy. Thanks. And she says, "Well, you should tell Jim that this was." one of the other friends that wanted to set us up and and he should say something to him it's like all right so i tell jim you know yeah he was he was kind of handsy and jim says oh yeah i've heard that before <laughs> like, what the heck <laughs> so jim and his wife hosted a dinner for us which was really nice that's another nice way to do it right yeah. so it's oh, not yeah. like some that, awkward first setup. date there's other people there to help move the conversation along and so forth and um we actually did have really great conversation um, I could see why they thought we'd be a good fit. And mm-hmm. um, he was asking me questions about myself, which was nice. A lot of people want to tell you all about themselves, but they're not asking for information about you. Yeah, that was nice. yeah we've talked Sarah's about that. Sarah's mentioned that for sure. <laughs> and he'd clearly gotten a talking to. He never once attempted to to touch me, even when I left. <laughs> he didn't caress your face during <laughs> <laughs> dinner. Kisses on both cheeks. <laughs> even when I left, um, you know, he didn't try to hug me or anything and didn't ask for my number, and I felt like I dodged a bullet because I just wasn't interested. Yeah. yeah. And then a week later, he asked me out on Facebook, and um, I politely declined. <clears throat> so then the next soccer game, there was a rain delay, and I'm standing around um, with my other friend. We'll call her uh, Mabel. <laughs> Mabel. <laughs> okay. And a, a third woman, and, you know, it's a rain delay and a rain delay, and finally Mabel's like, oh this is ridiculous. Let's just all go get a drink. So the three of us go get a drink. And she says, how was the dinner? I said, well, I really appreciate you thinking of me. And we had great conversation. I I understood why you thought we'd have a lot in common. But I got to tell you, I'm sorry. I just don't find him attractive. This other woman that we're out with says, oh, let me tell you, you really should give the guy a couple of opportunities before you make up your mind. I would really encourage you to do that. 
Because when I met my now husband, I didn't find him attractive. But then as I got to know him better and we spent some time together, things changed for me and we're very happy now. And she says to Mabel, do I know this guy? Mabel says, oh, yeah, you would have met him at my um, birthday party. And she tells her the name of this guy. And she says, oh, that guy. He's creepy. Don't go out with him again. <laughs> First, she's like, give him a chance. And then she found out oh, he would right. actually not that guy. Like, Don't no, give him a chance. Don't give him a chance. But again, it was like, it OK, so you're setting me up with someone that your friends think is creepy and that you all have heard <laughs> is handsy and inappropriate. Like, <laughs> thanks a thanks, lot. Thanks, guys. Oh, my gosh. So do you feel like you still would be open to being set up? Absolutely. Yeah. Despite these encounters, yes. Yeah. <laughs> right? Caitlin, have you ever been set up by anybody? You know, honestly, I was thinking about it. And I don't think that I have. Um, um, no, I not, nothing that comes to mind. I, I like the idea of it for sure. And, um, you know, there's sort of a precedence for it historically, right, yeah. with these matchmaking things. Mm -hmm. um, so I can see where, if it's done correctly, how it could really work. You know, yeah, I, I have done Fiddler on the Roof. Actually, wait. No, it didn't. Oh, I, was gonna say, <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know the story. <laughs> You're like, well, wait a minute. But it has worked in other yeah. countries, cultures mm -hmm. around the world where people are, you know, I mean, they make the matches or, you know, introduce people to the single people. I don't know. I think it can be a great way to meet people. I mean, um, sorry, I totally lost my train of thought, but I mean, with online dating and as, you know, I mean, I think we were talking earlier about how complex and overwhelming it can be, mm -hmm. like putting together your profile, approaching people, you know, like how to talk to them to go on that date. It's, it can be a lot. So, and, and very impersonal as yeah. well. So, I mean, I think for our friends out there and our families, you know, the more that you can um, help us poor single folk out, mm. yeah, I mean, <laughs> the I've, better. I've often wondered over the years, you know, why more people haven't kind of tried to set me up. I've been single a while or whatever. But um, and like I was saying, my couple of experiences where I had been, I kind of thought, oh, my friends think I'm a two. Um, <laughs> and you're clearly at least a cocky four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure, a cocky four. But um, I think that it can, I think that's a common complaint. I think a lot of us that are single have um, not, I'm just not talking just about us at the table, but mm -hmm. if you have single friends and you know other nice people, not just because single and single, like we were saying earlier, like I think um, you could be doing your friends a favor, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so you be a friend. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned, Elizabeth, that you heard somebody say that we should be telling people that we would like that. And maybe that's an element of it because I have to admit, I'm not sure that I would set somebody up. I might think it was presumptuous. Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah. Really good point. Don't you think it's a given? I mean, you'd think if, so, but somewhat. You know, like if they know that you're out dating, trying to meet nice guys, if you have a nice guy friend, I would hope that you would be like, oh, there's Sarah. Let me introduce you guys. And yeah. then, you know, invite us both to a barbecue that you're having. I mean, that's the perfect to see if we mm -hmm. click. I feel like there was a few things, though, that maybe um, – one of our friends where me, Sarah, and Caitlin were all out, I think they kind of like, whis you know, whispered to somebody that they knew that, you know, you can choose one of them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you have your choice. I remember, I remember yeah, this conversation going, about. I'm going to invite some, 
you know, everybody to a barbecue and then my my single guy friend will just be able to decide which one of you he likes. And we were kind of like, okay. <laughs> um, I mean, the thing is, the thing that's great about the three of us in particular is that we're so vastly different. Yeah. So it's like, I don't think that we run the risk of like if somebody really likes me, they're going to or likes you, Elizabeth, I don't think they're going to be interested in me because we just have a different personality. We're different, you know, statures, things like that. So um, it's just it doesn't make it like threatening at all. No. But it is funny. It's kind of like, OK, we're all pieces of meat. <laughs> you have <laughs> your choice. Here. Yeah. yeah. Line us up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here we're saying set us up, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a it's a thing, I guess. Yeah, and I was thinking about this when I was married, and I remember, um, you know, people who weren't that I, you know, the conversation would be about, uh, oh, so are you dating somebody or whatever? And you realize that that also becomes a little bit um, limiting because that's not, as we were sort of talking about, we're not unhappy in our single lives. Um, Do we want a partner? Yes. Is it my sole focus or my even my main focus? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not at all. You know, I think my main focus is building the kind of life that I want to live and Mm -hmm. enjoy. And I would love a partner to come and join me in that. But that's going to be the added benefit or the bonus, not yeah. the, the source of my happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I can kind of see both where, you know, you might realize like, oh, I don't I don't know if I want to continually remind them of their singlehood or yeah. you know, yeah. things that's like a, that. That's a really good point because, you know, they may. So it's almost like maybe you do need to tell your friends, hey, I'm yeah. looking to be set up. I do. I did go to a dinner party um, where I was literally the 15th wheel it was like a birthday celebration everybody was a couple and i came because it was my good friend yeah and um so the waiter was going around the table asking you know um he's saying okay we're doing everybody on separate check as couples who are you with and i'm like um as if it isn't bad enough when your friends are like are you dating somebody and you're like nobody wants me i'm i'm at the table and this waiter says to me who are you with and so i'm like well you know jesus is here with me (laughs) your mom would be so proud and the guy guy felt so uncomfortable i'm like i'm number 15 okay buddy But, but yeah so i think yeah there's some valuable takeaways here uh, friends, listen listen closely. That's right. I would say um, we can just make a public PSA. I, I'll speak on behalf of the four of us. If you know us <laughs> and you know somebody that would be a good match, not just somebody that's single for any one of us. We're yeah. asking you to help some sisters out. <laughs> just slide into the DMs. That's right. That's right. JK. Well, thank you, Rachel, for joining us today. It was a lot of fun having you. I'm glad you could come out from Colorado to join us. Thank you for having me. And then, yeah, well, thank you for joining us in our podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. Yeah, (laughs) don't forget to follow us on Facebook or Instagram on um, Single in the Suburbs podcast. And also, if you're listening today, subscribe to our podcast so you can be alerted of when episodes come out. And Mm -hmm. we'd love your feedback. Absolutely. And then we're going to post Rachel's The Setup recipe. She's got a whole recipe for us, that not only for the drink, but also for the simple syrup that goes in there. So keep Yay. an eye out for that. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, ladies. Cheers.